Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Everybody, I'm Andy Richter, uh, as usual, and I am talking uh, to an actress that I uh, used to be a co-worker with. Well, sort of. Uh, <laughs> we were on we were on Fox together, and we used to see each other at all the when they trot you out and you know display you in front of people uh, things. <laughs> yes. Uh, but she's had a great long career, and uh, I've and she's always been. Every time I've met her, she's always been a riot, a lot of fun. Uh, <laughs> and uh, she's here today. She's promoting. Uh, she has. Uh, she's a podcaster herself, which I find tremendously threatening. Uh, <laughs> but I'm talking to Rachel Bilson today. How are you, Aww. Rachel? Well, that was the sweetest intro ever. And no pressure, by the way. I better be No, no, I know. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, you better be a riot now. That's right. It is yeah. so nice to see you, though. And it's good to see you. Yes. Virtually, but, you know, whatever. Virtually, that's, that's as good would, as it gets these yeah. days. You're in yeah. a bedroom. I'm in a bedroom, and it doesn't look like it. I disguise it well, but... Yeah, yeah, you... no, I kind of make the bed before I... <laughs> before I don't want it to, you know, look too sad, <laughs> you know what? I am a firm believer in like, why do you make your bed every morning if you just get in it at night and I know. unmake it again? I know. It does. It does. It helps, though, especially if like you're, you know, prone to the sads like I am. <laughs> uh, it does. It does help, I think, to make you feel like, I don't know, just like a productive member of society. Like you, you've transitioned from laying around to standing up and doing things. I think uh, you're onto something. It's that yeah. same mentality of like, get out of your pajamas and get dressed. Yes, or yes, absolutely. don't be naked and get dressed. Whichever works for you. <laughs> whichever, whichever. Yes. Or be naked, depending on, yeah. you know, what sort of resort you're at. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, how are you? How's How was COVID for you? That's, I mean, that's sort of a topic of conversation for everybody. Yeah, I've never heard of it. Uh, uh -huh. It's, you know, it's been a long run. I, it's so funny because for me, you know, I have a seven-year-old daughter. So right. a lot of it when it first happened and the lockdown and everything, it was literally just her and I. Yeah. And you have to entertain a young child 24 hours a day, mm -hmm. you know, school's out of the picture and everything. Mm -hmm. But I will say the positive is we got this time together that I don't think anyone really has because the kids, you know, they're doing their things and, and it gave us the time to really 
Well, maybe it's a little unhealthy as the like how close we are, but <laughs> I'm I'm grateful that we had that time because you'll never get that back. And she was, gosh, how old was she when lockdown? Five. And it's such a precious time. So I'm yeah, grateful yeah. that we had that. Obviously, I, I don't like the circumstances and why we had to do it. Right. But, but yeah, it was, you know, it was a challenge actually. Yeah. For me, mentally, mental health wise, and and I think a lot of people have gone through that. Um, with COVID, but it's weird being reintroduced to society. Like that's been really hard for me. Yeah. Yeah. I find, I found that like the first, and they were, I mean, cause I'm still pretty careful. I'm still wearing a mask. I'm oh, yeah, still, I don't, I don't care. I don't care what a dork I look like. I <laughs> oh, feel yeah. it. I feel it when I first walk into something where no one's wearing a mask, but I am, I feel like a dork. Yeah. For about 10 seconds. And then I remember, yeah, but I won't have COVID. Right. And I'm not I'm not worried about dying at this point. I'm just worried about having to stay home for 10 days or whatever it is. So that's what it is. So it recently um, swept through my family and inner circle. And I didn't get it. And I don't know how, you know, it was this crazy thing. But the the biggest thing of it was the inconvenience of my kid not being able to go to school or yeah. you know all of the the things like that because you do you have to isolate and and can't do the things and obviously it's harder for children but i am a firm believer in the mask i will never fly on an airplane again as long as i live without one yeah that's <laughs> not I think a bad idea i think it's disgusting like i've always yeah. been disgusted by airplanes yes yes so i'm a big fan of the mask and i was in jersey recently there were no masks i had mine on like going into the market or walmart or whatever it was i was like i'm yeah. definitely having this on my face and you are kind of an outsider but i don't care <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah absolutely it's uh, yeah. And I mean, and I had the same thing. I, you know, my girlfriend and currently is getting over it. Mm. And I, I, and I have had, you know, like my son got it. I, I've dodged bullets number of times and I don't know exactly why, but I just, it just would be a real, it would be a real drag to get it. And especially, yeah, there is that long COVID too. That would right. really suck. Yes. I'd really feel bad. You know, I would not like to have lifelong heart issues just because I went to Ralph's. You right. Know what I mean, right. <laughs> it's just not worth it. So I know. It's just and, such a crazy thing. It is interesting what you say because I do think that so many people, uh, really, there were some real, you know, tangible benefits from having to shut down your life and stay home for so yeah. many people. And uh, especially, I like lots of men that I know, especially, who are like, man, you know what? I'm my kids are I like my kids. Like I, I like being with my kids. It's like yeah, yeah, their kids can be great, you know. Right. They can also they can also be exhausting, but you oh, know, yes. they can be pretty great. Of too. course. But it's true. Yeah. You get that time and you're yeah. like, "Oh, you're actually kind of cool." <laughs> and <laughs> and you you're this is your hometown, right? You grew up here. I did. Yep, born and, and raised. And kind of Kind of a showbiz kid, right? I mean, you're, you know, multi-generational in the industry in some way or another. Yeah, it started with my great-grandparents, actually. My great-grandfather was head of the trailer department at RKO Pictures. Wow. That goes back. And my great-grandmother was a screenwriter, which I think is pretty cool. That Um, is really cool. Yeah, because that was a long time ago. And 
my grandfather was a big TV director and then my dad and my aunt. Yeah, it's always been behind the scenes, you know, directing, writing, producing. And I was the first one to take on the daunting task of being on camera. Um, (laughs) But yeah, so I grew up definitely around it, but it kind of benefited me because it wasn't so much a thing per se. It was like, okay, this is your job. You do your job. You do it well. That was always instilled in me. And that's kind of what I went with. <laughs> yeah. And I think, I think, well, first of all, what is your, what, how does your grandfather in those early days, what, what does he do to get into the film industry? Cause that's always fascinating to me that there were people, there were people just walking around doing whatever, selling mm-hmm. apples out of carts or whatever old timey <laughs> people did. And then there's this industry just happens. It just, you know, it just right. pops up. And and becomes like the dominant force in entertainment. And I, like, what did he do to to sort of get his foot in the door of this new industry? You know, that's a great question. And for my great grandfather, if he was alive today, I'd love to ask because they were in New York. I know that. And they came out here. But I don't know. I don't know what brought them out. Right, and, right. You know, if I could time travel, I would, you know, <laughs> I'd love to go back and be like, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, all no, timey like hey, yeah, see? It's, it's a it's a shame people don't you know don't I mean because like in my family too I don't know the motivations I know I know the facts of where these people went and why right. they went but I don't know the the motivations of it right I wish um, I could sit down more and have those conversations especially with grandparents and you yeah know, they have so many stories and my grandfather is still alive and uh, he's the one that directed you know classic TV like Get Smart and all that kind of stuff um, oh wow. So he would still have stories, and I plan to sit down with him and find them out. (laughs) Do it. Yeah. Yeah. Now, uh, because your family, I think anybody that works in the industry can have, ends up having a kind of a bit of a jaundiced eye towards the industry. And Mm -hmm. they end up knowing, like, what a meat grinder it can be. Mm -hmm. And when you started acting, did you get... Those kind of like were your was your family hesitant to say like, uh, be careful, you know, it's a shitty, creepy town full of shitty creeps. Right. You know, for me, well, my parents were both very adamant that I could not get into it until I finished high school, at least. Yeah. Um, so once Good I was them. 18. Good for yeah. them. No, I'm so grateful for that. Yeah, I had yeah. full on childhood, all of those things that are so important. Um, but yeah, and actually my dad, I think I was doing a play in my senior year and he was like, you know, you're kind of good at this. You want to do it? And I was like, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I want to do it. Um, but yeah, so not until I was 18, but you know, like I said before, my dad has always been like, it's a job, you do your job and you do it well. Like, don't think of it in any other way, the things that can come along with it, all the crap, you know, um, so I went into it with that mindset. It's like, oh, yeah. no, I'm here to work. And I've always been that way. And I'm considered of every single person making this thing happen, right? Yep. You have your crew and the people upstairs and, and the editor, you know, everyone. And, and, yeah. and so I think coming from that and such an appreciation and understanding that everyone has a job to do really helped me. Because yeah. I don't think I got as caught up in you know, the, the fortunate success that I had at a young age, um, mm-hmm. I had the right kind of support system to yep. help me through it. 
it keeps you from being an asshole too. That's for sure. Yeah. Honestly, I mean, I mean, I'm sure I can be an asshole, but not on set. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you know what I mean? Because it is, I'm always struck by people because I, you know, I started in production. I, st- you know, like I was a PA. That was uh-huh. my first job on film sets was wow. as a PA. So I still try to think of myself as a member of the crew, mm-hmm. but like a really lucky, privileged member of the crew. Like right. nobody that's holding the boom gets to have his own little room or right. much less his own toilet. You know, it's <laughs> like, like you're, you're pre, it's a nice, nice, you're a nicely treated member of the crew. Right. Um, right. But you are, you are part of the crew. And I mm-hmm. think the people that don't know that they sort of miss out on the fun of it. And I always, I think the people that are miserable and that make everyone else's lives miserable on a set they they're they're missing the point and they're not seeing like no no you're this is a this is a organism and you're a cell in the organism right. and that isn't bad that's good you know it's so good yeah. yeah yeah and it's i you know i always get mad you know people like what's taking so like actors that are like what's taking so long i just feel like you wouldn't know, would you? You, you wouldn't have no know. idea what you're happens. literally. Yeah, yeah, you're literally sitting down in a yeah. chair, being hand fed. Essentially, yes. it's like precisely what is yeah. so bad. <laughs> Someone would put food in your mouth if you asked them to. Too, Abs- and in fact, oh, absolutely. You know, I'm sure yeah. that depending on the makeup, they probably have. You know, <laughs> uh. <laughs> yes, they have a rush to you with a straw, yeah. whatever it may be. But yeah, it's so important to really recognize that and. Yeah. I'm really grateful that I was taught that. And, and yeah. consideration does just run in my family, luckily, but it's it's a whole thing. But we do get our own toilets. That is a perk. And you know what? Oh, it's a, oh, what a perk. What a perk. Public what restrooms? Perk. Not yeah. a fan. No, thanks. Yeah, especially no? ones that are on wheels. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not optimal. Nope. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Don't want those things moving around. Start clean with Clorox because Clorox delivers a powerful clean every time. Because messes happen. Because I got the charcoal mask. Great, because why would I put that on my face when I could drop it in my sink? This is what I get for multitasking. Ugh, why is charcoal so sticky? <clears throat> Hello? Hey, Janice. I am so sorry. I thought I was on mute. <laughs> no, we don't need to reschedule. I'll just stay off camera. Ooh, yeah, that happens. So start clean with Clorox. Use Clorox products as directed. Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. Can't you tell my loves are growing? Now you... Going to L.A. high school, I imagine you had kid actors around you, though, right? Sure. And, yeah. and did you feel like, oh, I wish I could be doing what they're doing? Or 
You know, like um, Kirsten Dunst was in high school with us and she had already done interview with a vampire. So, of mm. course, it was always like, oh, you kissed Brad Pitt at like 11 years old. Yeah, yeah. All of that. Um, she was super nice. Uh, but I never had the thought of like, oh, I want to be that or do that. You know, yeah. it was it was still very our high school had an amazing drama teacher, Judy Weldon, and it was really my introductory to real acting. And I was so blessed. And Rami Malek was in it. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so there were, you know, a few kids that, that came out of that. Catherine uh, McPhee Foster, she was there as well. Um, and... Oh, the American Idol. Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah, she's yeah, married yeah, okay. to David Foster now, but yeah. Right, right. Um and I knew her when she was there. And we just had this really cool group um, of drama kids. And like drama, it wasn't like, you know how like in high school, some people are like, oh, the drama kids are like the nerds or whatever. And it's all about the sports. And yeah, our school, our high school really had both. Um, so drama was still cool. Sports were still cool. And it had that nice blend. But yeah, there were a lot of actors uh and actors that went on to be very successful that came out of it. And I really do attribute a lot of it to our drama teacher. She was fantastic. Yeah. And was it, uh, were, were the, was the focus on theater or were they trying to get you to do film acting mostly just because no, it of was, industry? It was all traditional, little black box theater, uh, really getting into it, doing yeah. all the exercises and and really flexing those muscles or learning those muscles or, yeah. you know, and, um, it was really, it was awesome. I, 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 I like now looking back, I'm like, I wish I could do that now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, did you, did you, Oh, absolutely. I like, I felt like six months out of college. I was like, man, I sure am ready to learn something now. I wish I, <laughs> I, wish I you know, I just fucked around for four years. Right. Like I did really. And then, you right. know, but actually sort of, um, were, did you know, like, how soon was it that you kind of knew, like, this is what I want to do for a living? Or were there other things? I mean, did you have fallbacks in your mind? You know, growing up, I always thought I wanted to be a preschool teacher. Um, having my kid go to a co-op for preschool and actually having to act like a preschool teacher, I'm like, ah, that is the hardest job in the world. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my gosh. It's the exhausting. Patience, the <gasps> patience. The patience. The patience. Unbelievable. I mean, yeah. Amazing. Teachers are incredible uh yeah. yeah like I grew up thinking that but once I started you know I started acting in I, I I was doing commercials um booking them and I was starting to support myself at 18 19 years old and it was kind of like okay I like this I know what I want to do and I just stayed focused on it um, I definitely worked at a restaurant, you know, I did all yeah, <laughs> the other yeah. jobs too, right, but, um, right. yeah, but I had my focus set on it. So I, I, I knew, and I was so lucky to have been working then and supporting myself. I think my first commercial was for Raisin Bran Crunch and you only saw my butt and I worked for 12 <laughs> hours, but you know what? It felt great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And it, it, no one would have to know it was you. I mean, you know, no, no one did know. Somebody really knows you. My butt uh, knew because boy yeah. was it sore. I was dancing all day, but yes. <laughs> yep, and you yep. and then you know, and then the checks start coming in too. Right. In those days, that was. I think you made a lot more money in commercials in those days. It's, it's probably. Sort of, well, I mean, yeah, definitely. I mean, yeah. yeah, to support yeah, yeah. myself, it felt good. You know, it felt really independent and and like I was doing it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. And 
And how long, because you went, you went to like a local college. Was that kind of just cause, you know, like. <laughs> so my college experience, I went for a whole semester. I went down to San Diego to a community college and some of my friends were going there and there was a dorm you could live in. So it was the full college experience, right. that side of the college experience, right. not the educational one. <laughs> um, and. I went for a semester and I literally had like one class left to get credit for something. And I'm, and I didn't go, <laughs> but at the time I was commuting from San Diego to LA to try to book, you know, jobs and auditions and whatnot. And I was partying a little hard and my dad was like, I'm not going to pay for you to just be down there and party right. You're coming home. And I was like, okay. So <laughs> it was short lived, but yeah. like I said, um, I started to work, which is, so amazing and um yeah that's kind of what happened <laughs> were you still living at home like say like when the oc happens are you still living at home or had you no i wasn't yeah. i was not living at home um, yeah. my aunt actually i was living in my aunt's condo not with her but with my best friend leah my roommate uh -huh. um right by the hollywood bowl it was it was a time let me tell you it was I a bet. time <laughs> i bet yeah 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 but no i wasn't living at home and when i booked the oc i was 21 years old um still very young and it was like a fluke that I booked that thing. I made Josh Schwartz laugh and I landed this show and it was obviously the best thing that's ever happened to me aside yeah. from my kid. <laughs> was it, a, was it a, uh, like a laborious process? Did you have to go back and go back and go back? Like, you know, so for me, uh, I originally, my character summer was a guest star on the OC. So, when you're a guest star, you audition, maybe you go to a callback, maybe you go to another one, but that's kind of it. And if you're a regular, one of the main characters, you have to go through yeah. so much yeah, to get yeah. the role. And I didn't have to do that because I think if I had to do that, I would have choked and not got the part because oh, wow. put me in a room with like a bunch of people and all these like, you know, head of the studio or whatever, I think right. I massively would have choked. But <laughs> luckily... Um, I just had my few scenes and Josh Schwartz laughed and I was, I mean, it's like the luckiest story in the world. <laughs> yeah. And at what time did, uh, so you didn't, so you're thinking, okay, great. I got this, I guess probably a recurring at that point in the yeah. pilot. And, yeah. and when does it become, holy shit, I'm, I'm a regular. Oh gosh. You know, it was during the first season I don't know if it's episode eight or 12 where we, myself and Melinda Clark, who played Julie Cooper, we both became series regulars. Cause I think the writers were writing for my character and they liked what I was doing and they liked the dynamic between Adam Brody's character, Seth and my character. Mm -hmm. So they kept writing for me and then they bumped me up. And I mean, it was just the coolest thing ever. And, um, Again, I think I'm just grateful that I can make Josh laugh. <laughs> That's really what it all comes down yeah, to. <laughs> yeah. And what what was it like working on that show? I mean, because it's essentially sort of like a soap opera full of beautiful people, uh, <laughs> you know. Um, I mean, what was what was it like to do that on a day in and day out basis with all the kind of, you know. Yeah. The plot, you know, like the, just the interwoven plot kind of, right? you know. You know, well, it was an ensemble. So there were a lot of different stories going on. And um, for me, especially like remembering back to the first season, 
we had a blast. We were yeah. all having so much fun together. Um, Josh was so young. He was part of like our crew hanging out, going out, even the, the actors playing the parents, you know, we all became very close and we're having yeah. so much fun. And obviously the storylines, there was a lot of drama, you know, you have overdoses yeah. in Tijuana. Uh, <laughs> I had my own experiences in Tijuana being in San Diego, no overdoses, thankfully, but you know, kids party and right, there sure. and available. Yeah. Um, yeah. but yeah, there was a lot, a lot of dramatic stuff, but that's kind of what it is. But what I liked was Josh's spin on the whole thing where, it kind of brought this comedic element and um, realism to certain aspects of the storylines and the characters. They were all written so well. Yeah. So it was just fun, like bringing it to life and hanging out with your friends um, and people you admire. I mean, Peter Gallagher, I was like, oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah. Mr. Eyebrows himself. Hello, right. American Beauty. <laughs> like, it was just. You know, for my first real job, yeah. how lucky was that? It was yeah. it was pretty incredible. So even so, was it kind of was that sense of fun even when you're playing like, you know, OD in in Tijuana? <laughs> it's like well, a, lucky a, for me, I didn't overdose. So. Well, right, no, I know, but I mean, but I'm saying those kinds of, yeah. of storylines. Yeah, I know, mean, is it still think, sort of with a wink, kind of being played that kind way? Kind of, I think. Because that's for what me, that show was fun. It, it was fun. Because of that. Yeah, yeah. It was fun. And I think for me being so young, I'm kind of just like, eh, well, you know, it's yeah. my whole mentality in life. And this was, I'm going to tell you a little story. My grandmother passed away and we were at a funeral and we were at the reception and one of her very best friends came up to me in the bathroom and I'm crying and I'm hysterical. And she goes, oh, honey, I'm so sorry about your grandmother. Well, what are you going to do? And just walks out of the bathroom. <laughs> so, so to this day, my motto in life is, eh, well, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? And my whole family, we all abide by that. And it is our saying and our go-to. And I think that's just kind of my mentality. And yeah. it's kind of how I approach it even as an actor. It's like, eh, all right, like, just bring yeah. it on. We're going to do this thing. And okay, well, what are you going to do? <laughs> and does that does that help deal with the the transition from being just a person on the street to a oh my god it's you you know because that that process it sounds like fun and it can seem like fun but it can also feel you know like when you think you know the notion of like everyone knows who I am everywhere I go I don't ever have that notion <laughs> no no but but you know what I but but just that. When because it does happen where you go places and you feel eyes on you and feel people noticing you, and I, from my own perspective, yeah, I know why it's happening. I mean, it does, and mine is the level of mine is very, especially now, now that I'm old and no one cares. Uh, oh, it's that very is not true. It, oh, that, that's thank you. That's what I was going for. Um, <laughs> but it's you know it's very manageable. But it's still it's, there's times when it's like you feel stared at and it feels. Like, you know, like your fly is open constantly or something. And <laughs> and it's a weird transition, especially from going from zero to the OC. You know? Right. Because that show was a hit right out of the box. Yeah, that was kind of crazy, you know. But I think I can really, because I was so young, it was like I wasn't really thinking about any of it. It was kind of yeah. just was. Um I think now that I'm older and I've had lived a lot of life and I've inherited anxieties and, you know, mm -hmm. bouts of depression and whatever it may be that yeah, comes yeah. with life. Like, I think now I'd have a much harder time than I did at 21 where I was so carefree and very la-di-da, you know? Yeah, um, yeah. 
So it would be a different experience. But yeah, I think I was grateful. Also, all of us, especially Ben, Mackenzie, Adam Brody, Misha Barton, and I, who were the younger kind of kids going through it, we had each other and we were all yeah. going through it together. And I can't imagine Misha was like 16 and on the cover of every magazine. And my God, I don't know what I would have done at 16 or how I would have handled that. But my own personal experience was being 21 and just having fun. Yeah, yeah. And and did you kind of, being next to her going through that, was it sort of, you know, gave you a little breathing room to feel glad that it wasn't happening to you so so young? I mean, <laughs> like, thank God I'm not on the cover of Elle. Um, well, I don't know. I mean, you know. Yeah, no. I mean, I that, it was a different experience for me because I wasn't that it girl, you know. I yeah. was on a successful show and I was having fun, but also... Mind you, this was before Instagram and all yeah. of that. So social media didn't exist. You just had your old time, old fashioned paparazzi, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. to deal with. And I mean, that was a thing. You know, there there was a lot of that going on, but definitely not the level what Misha went through. And yeah, yeah so I could enjoy myself a lot more because not my every move wasn't being watched. Well, but you and Adam Brody were you were together for a number of years, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. And and you were watched in that sense. I mean, you know, yes, like I, you mentioned I, I, paparazzi. That yeah, wow, for what's sure. that like? You know, where like oh, you know, yeah, at, definitely. We we were paparazzi quite a bit <laughs> um, when we were dating during the time but again we had each other so it was kind of like nothing else existed you know mm -hmm. it was like just us and I think we both kind of had a good head on our shoulders and, and dealt with it in a responsible way and um but it was weird you know you're always mindful as you're getting out of a car to go into a club or something you don't want to flash anybody because we right, all know right, right. what that was like right but, well, um, if you go get coffee you know you can't look like complete shit Right. You're like, yeah. oh, well, I think I still did. But <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, there, there's that part of it, too. And being younger, I think you tend to care more what other people think. And as you get older, you're kind of like, well, screw that. You know, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, I am what I am. Eh, well, right. Yeah. No, do? that's that's also too. If you can reach that point, too, where it's like, eh, look, you know, because I mean, yeah, no, it's not it's nice to not care. Right. There's a, there, It's freeing to be like, yeah, you know what? Uh, this is. This is what I look like. You right. Know? Right. And I think it's so important, especially with all these girls seeing all the things around them, like focus on weight and plastic surgery and all this thing, like, you know, change who you are. I think it's so much more of an important message to just be true to who you are. And, you know, people have shitty days and you yeah, can look like yeah, crap yeah, yeah, and yeah, right. go out of the house and guess right. what? happens to everybody <laughs> sure does i have i have never uh every time there's ever been a thing about like pick which photos of yourself you like i always le Ugh. leave that to someone else because right. it's like i don't like any of them right. so you know we're someone our own else worst decide. critic yes yeah, absolutely yes. start clean with clorox because clorox delivers a powerful clean Every time. Because messes happen. Because... Hey, listen. Remember how you told me to toss those takeout containers before we left for vacation? And you were like, I'm serious. If that leaks over the counter, it'll be a slimy abomination by the time I get back. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Don't worry about it. I won't forget. <laughs> well. Ooh, yeah. That happens. So start clean with Clorox. 
Use Clorox products as directed. Rinse after use if in contact with food surface. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. Can't you tell my love's a-growing? Now, uh, did the did feature work start happening while you're on the OC? or, or Yes. And, and, and was there a big difference in that? working from one to the other is it pretty much feel kind of the same you know so my first movie i did it was called the last kiss um with zach braff and tom wilkinson and jacinda bear it was a wonderful film uh and i think it was the second season and i left to go do that i think the difference was we had a lot more time with scenes and Mm. you could spend time on them and really get it to a place you felt really good about and it was yeah, more of like a time thing um, with it. Also better craft service, but, you know, that can go either way. <laughs> um, and uh, it was it was such an amazing experience that it really uh, opened my eyes to wanting to do more film. And, and because you – but saying that, having done both, I'm a huge fan of a TV series because it's like – second hat you just go and it's a great job and you know your character so well and so there's perks to that as well but yeah the first movie experience was really cool to to for the creative process right right and as uh how many seasons did the oc do four four yes and as it as it's getting into that fourth do you know that it's kind of on the wane i think that the fourth season you know was picked up for lesser episodes uh and i think mm-hmm. everyone kind of knew you know M- uh, misha's character dies in the end of the third season and and so we knew we had a shorter season than four and that was going to be the end and at the time i was working on something else simultaneously with the fourth while we were shooting the fourth season um so that was a pretty crazy time and so we all kind of knew that was coming to an end it was really it was, I remember being really sad. It was bittersweet, you know, because yeah. yeah. you spend all this time with people and you love them and you've created this thing. And um, yeah, it was bittersweet at the end. Uh, but we all we all had a heads up, at least. <laughs> was it was Misha's character, the death of Misha's character, like kind of was that sort of like the, the writing on the wall sort of? I think, I don't know, like officially, you know, if that's what it was, but I think that there were so many storylines that got burned through so quickly. You know, there were so many characters and the show was so popular. And I think the pressure to kind of keep churning things out maybe played into it. And I know Josh Schwartz and Stephanie Savage could speak to this better, but um, I think that was kind of, you know, like, okay, well, how much further can everyone else go without our main character? female character yeah yeah and that was and is, yeah and um well because like I, I i'm trying to think like because i'm i like why do you think it went south like why do you think that it all went south and if you if you if it's not your place to say then it's not yeah. your place to say but. i don't you know 
I don't know if it's like literally a ratings thing or, you know, I think people were kind of antsy to do other things maybe, Mm -hmm. Uh, but I can't, I don't really know what the actual thing was. Um, But yeah, after, you know, Marissa dies, it's kind of, I mean... How do you go from that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. In my opinion, it was like, yeah. now what? And is there a party that's kind of relieved that it's done? <laughs> that it ended 17 years ago? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I don't mean now. I mean then. Like okay. then, is there, you know, no, 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 I, no, I mean. You're like, are you happy that no, it's No, 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 I mean then when, you know, when it's happening. Yeah, yeah. Like you say that you're sad, but is there also part of you that says like, oh, good. Now I'm freed up to go do other things. Well, like I said, I was actually working on something while it ended while another the, show another a tv movie. show I was, a movie i was oh, okay. filming a movie um in toronto while we were still filming in la uh so and i just went on to continue filming that movie when the show wrapped so it was literally like i ha- i didn't have time to sit with it yeah. um or think about it it was um busy time for me work-wise which was great in a lot of ways but yeah i didn't have that kind of time to silently sit and reflect, (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) which I'm kind of doing now. You know, we have an OC rewatch podcast that we've been doing and um, it's been really interesting to reflect on it all and catch up with everybody and really get into it. And it's been emotional and I'm kind of doing everything I should have done then that I didn't have the chance to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And are you watching each episode, you know, along with the, to see the podcast? Oh, yes. And yeah. I've never seen them before. So I'm literally the audience watching this show and I don't remember anything. So everything's a surprise, even with my character. I'm like, what? <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> so it's been interesting for sure. And to watch why, yourself why at did, 21. Why did you not watch it? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good question. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I I, I get it because I don't watch a lot of the stuff that I do just because, yeah. you know, I feel like, well, I already, I, I, I saw it already. I was there, you know. Right. I mean, I've definitely seen some of them, but to yeah. actually go through the whole thing, it's been pretty surreal. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You're like, wow, you were really young and really tan. <laughs> <laughs> is it is it weird to see yourself doing stuff that, you don't remember? Yes. Yeah. It, it's not like you're watching yourself. It's really like you were just watching this character that you're familiar with, um, but it's not you. Yeah. That's what it feels like. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Super weird. So after, uh, I mean, um, are you are you from that point on? I mean, is it just kind of you just keep going? Does it just kind of feel like, you know, the... Just just this one thing after another, and 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 are you are you good with that? You know, I was in a like in my life personally when it ended, and the work I was doing and my personal life, um, I was very satiated and and felt great, and and it was a very happy time in my life. Um, obviously, still sad that that ended, but. Uh, I look back at that time and it was really cool. I was traveling so much, um, which is one of my favorite things and one of the 
best things to help you grow up <laughs> yeah, as a person yeah. traveling alone, especially. Uh, so yeah, it was, it was a good time for me personally. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And, um, and then you, uh, at a certain point you start, I mean, cause it, it was a famous relationship. You and Hayden Christensen, yeah. uh, start dating. And, and what year did you start seeing each other? It was right after the OC ended because yeah. we had met working on the film I was doing is where Hayden and I met. Um, or we, I guess actually Misha introduced us for the first time at a party at the Roosevelt Hotel in Hollywood. <laughs> oh. Randomly. But yes. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, we started dating right after <clears throat> the OC. And, and 2005, uh, 2006, something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And you guys, it was sort of a on again, off again, yeah? It was pretty on. We were together for 11 years. Uh, yeah. We had like a three-month break in there somewhere. Right, right. Yeah. And did um, and you guys never married, right? No, never married. And is there, Can may I ask why? Yeah. yeah. Um, I think, I don't, I don't know, you know? And as I've gotten older, I'm like, what is marriage? <laughs> yeah. You know? Because uh, we had a very committed relationship, and we obviously had a child and did all the things without the papers. Um, I think that, you know, we were engaged, and we did take a break for a little while, and I think that kind of set the path that we were just after that committed and that was what it was yeah 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 and you had it and uh you had your daughter in 2014 was yes. that right yeah mm -hmm. yeah and uh how how is it to now introduce a child to an acting career for you oh no no <laughs> i mean our no i mean i mean introduce a child in your life oh okay in the middle got it of thought, no because no no my daughter's mean, a performer and is already like, you know, hamming it up at the spring concert and all that <laughs> yeah, stuff. Sure, and I'm like, sure. oh gosh, you know. Yeah, yeah. Hayden yeah. <laughs> and I look at each other like, oh boy. Put on the brakes. <laughs> yeah, but um, it's funny because, you know, her dad obviously is in the Star Wars world and plays like probably the biggest villain of all time. Mm -hmm. um, and she is aware of it. It's hard not to like see things with his face on it or whatever it is. And, I'm just like, okay, just don't let her watch Star Wars because when she sees what her dad does, <laughs> I don't think that's going to bode well. Um, but I think all the boys will leave her alone throughout all her school years. So that's a plus. So yeah. I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, she has an awareness of what her parents do, um, but she's definitely not seen anything that we've done. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, what's she going to watch, you know? Right, I, right. Uh, yeah. You know what? Odd, odds are she won't care anyway. Yeah, I don't like, think she will. I, uh, no, they don't. They don't care. They don't no. care. Even when you say, you know, even when you say like, hey, I'm in this thing that is appropriate for you. Like, mm. Yeah. Yeah. You know, which the is. Parents are always uncool, right? Which is fantastic. <laughs> Jesus. Can you imagine if your kid was a fan? Oh, my God. Like <laughs> How gross that would feel. Oh, my know? God. Yeah. You, know? you get fangirled by your daughter. Yeah, yeah. Be, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> A little weird. <laughs> A little awkward. Exactly. Yeah. But, yeah, she's, oh, well, we'll just keep her in a locker in, in the house for 
the next, you know, 30 years and we'll see. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, I mean, how did how did having her, you know, sort of change your worldview, basically? Oh, my God. Well, as you know, I mean, it changes everything when you have kids. Yeah, yeah. It's not your world anymore. Your world is them. And, you know, for me personally and professionally, she always comes first. Every decision I make is with her in mind, you know, um, and it opens you up. And like the love that you experience, you're just like, holy, like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's just unreal. And there's nothing better in the world. And yeah, it's my purpose, you know, my little child and <sighs> the best thing I've ever done. Yeah. <laughs> Do you see things in her that you see in yourself that either you're like happy about or that you're like, Oh, that's, I'm not, that's not so I see that. And I, that's for me. And that's not so great. <laughs> I mean, the outfit like choices and really being into, you know, <laughs> getting, I'm like, Oh no. <laughs> um, Is she like a clothes horse? You know, she just like, loves it. She was like, she got these new clothes and she was modeling them for my mom and I yesterday. And I was like, mm-hmm. Oh boy, here we go. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I obviously am a big fan of fashion and whatnot. So, but it's really sweet. You know what I, what I'm most proud of is parents at her school or people telling me your daughter is so kind. Yeah. And that for me is the best thing you can receive about your kid. Yeah. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Definitely. Like, everyone it's it's really rewarding and it feels good and i know that comes from both her father and i and um we you know makes it feel like oh we did good <laughs> yeah 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 now because i i i i'm with you 100 percent, and i do it that matters so much more than what jerks my kids can be to me like when people would be like <laughs> your kids are so considerate and polite i'm like Really? Yeah. Because <laughs> they're, they're kind of assholes at home. Right, you know? right. But it, I'm like, all right, fine. That's all I care. They can yeah. be, go ahead. Right. Get if it they're out good on, in the world. Take, take it out at home on, on your parents. Exactly. And then, you know, be nice out there in the world. So. Right. You're like, you're making us look really good. I don't care yeah. what you do at home. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. so true. And yeah, they yeah. really do that. You know, I know my, myself and my friends and their kids that you can see be utter assholes, but then... At school, they're like, she is the... N-. But my kid actually is not an asshole, I have to say. She is pretty good. They have, She has her moments, but every sure, child Sure, of course. Yeah, 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 yeah. I but, mean, um, you know. Yeah. And I'm, you know, and I say that for people out there thinking I'm calling my kids assholes. I'm an asshole. No, so, you know, it's important to be... Yeah, able, yeah of course. Sometimes I'm a fucking I'm a, asshole. Yeah, yeah, My yeah. dog's a real asshole. I mean, <laughs> everyone can be an asshole. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> when you started... Uh, into podcasting and you started doing doing the OC podcast, which you, you have a co-host with that, correct? Yeah, Melinda Clark, who played Julie Cooper, who, yeah. Okay. She's, yes. And um, how does that come about? Does somebody come to you and ask you to do that? And how do you feel about it? Do, well, do you, you know, feel like, yeah. like good about going back and reminiscing or does it feel right weird? Right. So it was born out of, the pandemic and being at home and thinking of things to do. And it sounded like a great idea to do from my closet. I turned into a, a, an office, my cloffice. Um, but yeah, it was really emotional for me going back into it in the beginning, watching these episodes because I was 21 at the time and I'm looking back at this 21 year old and I'm 40 now. And 
all the life that has happened and where yeah. I was then and what has happened since. And it was just bringing up all of this stuff and coming off of a, bit of a pandemic and yeah. all the other crap that comes along with that. It was just like, I cried every single episode, even at the like good parts. Like I was a mess. Wow. <laughs> not in not literal, but you know, I just was emotional and yeah. I think it was good for me to go back and look at it and like I said, catching up with people and having them on and Tate Donovan, who th there were like things said and we got to clear it up. And luckily he still loves me. And <laughs> it was like, <laughs> and ha talking to Brody, who I adore and we shared something so huge and that was yeah. really nice. So it's been a really cool experience. Yeah. Now, do you see yourself like, do you see that 21 year old on screen and, and how do you feel like what what's your feeling towards her? Are you protective? Are you, you know, I admire her because, yeah. like I said, being younger and pretty carefree, I admire how much that 21 year old didn't let things affect her. And like I said, the 40 year old that has anxiety over every little decision <laughs> Um, I admire that part of it a lot. Yeah. The fashion little, and some other choices. Envy, envy in there too a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Yeah. Like longing for that and wanting yeah, to be yeah. that person that didn't have some of the issues that you can, you know, yeah, create yeah. or adopt uh, as you get older. But now that being said, you're older and you're able to recognize them, work on them and, and, and learn the tools to fix it. Right. Right. That's yeah. what I was going to say. Does she, did she sort of inspire you to, you know, to get back there? Is there some, you know, does she, you know, that, that young optimistic yeah. Uns, <laughs> unbruised person. It's uh, yeah. It's a very yeah. welcome reminder, yeah, you know, yeah. and it's like, Oh yeah, you are that person. Yeah. Yeah. Nice for sure. Now you have a new podcast yes. called Broad Ideas. So yes. uh, it, uh, tell people why they should listen to that, but only after <laughs> listening to this one. Right. Only after listening to yeah. this first. First of all, what, what is it? <laughs> so Broad Ideas. So one of my very best friends of 25 years and I, um, it's, well, it's an interview. Obviously, uh, we interview a lot of people. Our first few guests, Kristen Bell, Mandy Moore, Aubrey Plaza, Zoe Deschanel, those are the ones that have come out thus far and it's a very open transparent conversation mainly with women about many taboo topics that you speak about with your best friends you know behind mm -hmm. closed doors but we're we're having this platform to discuss things that might be uncomfortable might be you know a little like I said taboo and um like what kinds of stuff Oh gosh. Well, Kristen's episode, we talk about talking to your kids about sex, you know, when it first comes up and, and they're, yeah. you know, younger and, uh, infidelity and, um, eat a lot of, uh, pleasure, <laughs> you know, there's just things that women talk about. And for me, uh, being a very private person, my whole professional life, as I said, like coming into 40 and being a woman and just wanting to create a safe space for things to be talked about and knowing people aren't alone and it's relatable and um, it's important to feel like you have that support. Yeah. 
Yeah. Was there some, was there some event that happened or something that made you decide like I'm going to open up about this? <laughs> no, you know what? So I did an interview on Armchair Expert with Dax and oh, Monica, yeah. and uh, their producer was like, "Hmm, you told some really interesting stories. Do you want to talk more?" <laughs> it was like essentially yeah. the conversation, and we decided to create this thing. And I said, "I have this best friend uh, who has such a." interesting perspective. She, she, um, studied, uh, spiritual psychology, which is super interesting. Um, but we're just very open and, and just willing to talk and we talk a lot. And, uh, so I brought her in and we just started this thing and, um, it's been a lot of fun and it's another thing we can do while some other things aren't going on. So, well, is it, is it on, is it ongoing now? It's it's out and available and when did you debut? We debuted uh, three weeks ago. Oh, cool. Yes. Oh, great. So it's well, I will brand check new. it out. Yes. I will check it out. Although sometimes, <clears throat> excuse me, I do feel like uh, a voyeur eavesdropping on women's conversations with podcasts yeah. like that. You know? Yeah. You probably will feel that way. It's a yeah, lot of yeah. girl talk. Might make you uncomfortable, but hey, maybe some pointers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, but I mean, but it's also, yeah, that's that's the thing. It's It's got to be educational and right. uh, heaven knows most men could do a lot better about listening to women. Listening to uh, women, yeah, yeah. right? I'm, yeah, I'm, I think I'm pretty good. Like I'm, you know, I consider myself, uh, I, and, and people make fun of me for this, but I don't know what else the health, however the health to say it, but I'm a feminist. And good. people will be like, oh, you're a feminist. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm a feminist. I mean, yeah. it's like, it's like the, the reality is, Women get the shit end of the stick in life so much. Right. And I don't think that's fair. So you come up with a better word for not thinking that's fair. You should come up with another word. I feel like you could. Maybe. But I mean, yeah, but I mean, then it would just sound, no matter what you think of it, it just sound. You can't do it. Yeah. It just sounds cringy. (laughs) No, but I love um, that. And that's amazing. Yeah. 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 But yeah, no, because I, you know. Women are way more fun to talk to than men, generally speaking. <laughs> and I'm I'm not being like a suck up or I just am. Right. It like at a and I don't know if it's just the way I was raised, because I was, you know, I was in the kitchen with the women, not watching the football game with the men. That's uh, awesome. And it's because the food was there, it was one big deal. But, <laughs> <laughs> but also too, it's just they talk about stuff that's I don't know, feelings, maybe. Right, you know? feelings. They talk feelings? about feelings. Yeah, they then I think you feelings. will enjoy broad ideas. It'll oh, be like good. you in the kitchen again. I'll, I'll, yeah, eavesdropping. Yeah, it gets hot yeah. in this kitchen, but I think you can handle it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, what's um, what's down the road for you? Where do you where do you want to take your life at this point? Gosh, well, you know, like I said, being mom is number one. So it's all about the kid. Um, I just want my my kid to see an example of real happiness and love and like a strong, you know, maternal figure to, yeah. you know, see as an example. And that's why all the decisions are so crucial because, you know, it's all about her. So that's yeah. my future is just making sure I don't fuck it up. <laughs> what are the components of happiness to you? Like what what? What what is your plan to sort of pursue it? Oh gosh, is to and what be, does it mean to you? Yeah, to feel 
Like when you lay your head on your pillow at night, you're proud of the person you were that okay. day, you know? Because I yeah. think that is really what it's about. Like you're present and you're living your life and you feel good about what you're doing. And I think that's like more the deeper kind of yeah. happiness than, you know, eating a chocolate bar, which also works because right, right, right. who doesn't like that? But um, it's also too that that's that then that's regardless of money, regardless of work, regardless mm-hmm. of you know, right material stuff. It's just yeah, it's based yeah. kind of just on it uh, giving yourself a good report card. Exactly. Yeah, that's how I like to look at it. My um, therapist has taught me well. <laughs> <laughs> Have you been to therapy for a while? I yeah, I started a few years ago, and I yeah. love it. And there's a stigma with it. It's so weird, you know? It's just like this amazing thing to give yourself and these tools to give yourself. And it's been awesome. I'm I'm amazed when people are, like, people that have never been to therapy, I'm like, how the fuck do you do that? And, right. and, oh, and they just kind of feel like, no, I've never been to therapy because I don't need it. I'm like, wow. Yeah, that's like well, the first how? sign that how? you do. Well, <laughs> I mean, I, I genuinely think there are people yeah. who are even keeled they're mm-hmm. not they're not you know their brain chemistry is good right and it's sort of what it should be i'm making air quotes <laughs> yeah um but it's just like it's like it's like seeing a unicorn like right and especially in this world you know it's yeah. it's just like how do you Ugh. not just become a ball of worry and self-doubt and right uh, right but you know no i know i hear you and if you can, it's also, I mean, I, I've talked about this a million times on this, and I mean, it, it's podcast is kind of low key about mental health. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's the one thing that in talking about it, it people, it matters to people. And I, and it's, it, it, it doesn't seem like it should so much. It mm-hmm. seems like it shouldn't be, I shouldn't talk to people who say, oh, you talking about going to therapy made me you know, break down years and years and years of programming against it. It's like, really? They're still, they're still doing that to you? I know. Like, it's the yeah. weirdest thing. Cause it's like this amazing thing that's available to anyone. And yeah. Yeah. even nowadays, you know, you can do it for a reasonable price. Like it's not like yep. it's unattainable. You don't even have to leave the house now. I mean, I, adver- the house. I advertise, a, you know, a, a company right. that, that does it. Um, right. Which I won't mention their name because who knows if they'll continue advertising. <laughs> You're like, listen. <laughs> when people listen to this again, it might they might not be an advertiser. Right. Right. Um, right. 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 Yeah. But yeah, it's, it's yeah. It, you know, I my thing is I'm always like, you wouldn't walk around with a broken leg. You'd go get it fixed. That's you, such a good way to put it. You get a cast on it, so it's right. the same thing. You want you don't walk around like that. No, it's um, a beautiful thing. What what do you uh, what do you kind of feel like? What would you like your your daughter to know about you and to kind of take away from your experience and and your story? Oh man, that's that's the what have you learned part. Oh gosh, um, that doing the really hard things and hard decisions, um, the fact that I have done some of those in my life, um, I think really shows her what it is to be a strong woman. Um, and it's none of your business what other people think of you. 
Yeah. I think that's a that's huge a good one. one. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. I like uh, to stick to that. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, it's and it's really it's that is solid advice. Um because you can't change it. Mm-mm. And uh and it, you know, <laughs> I mean, I usually have been at the other end of like somebody saying, like, what do you you know, what do you think of me? And I'm like, I don't want to tell you. <laughs> you know, I mean, I mean, like, it's none of your business what I think about right, you. Right, none I mean, of your I'm business. Gonna, yeah, I'm going to treat you nice. I'm going to be civil. But, you know, yeah, my opinions are my opinions. And they're right. not, you know, they're not laws. So. Imagine that's just your response. Like, well, I'm not going to tell you because. Yeah, it's none of your business. None of your business. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, Rachel, thank you so much uh, for yeah. taking the time and good luck with the the new podcast. I, thank I encourage you. everybody to give it a listen. And um, it you know, was have so good, nice, yeah, to talk to you and yeah, see it's you good again. To see you. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll see you around probably. I hope That's right. if I, I'll leave the house every couple of weeks and see somebody. So yeah, I uh, hope I'm not somebody soon. <laughs> okay. All right. Thanks thank, so much. Thank you, and thank all of you out there for listening. Uh, we'll be back next week uh, with more of the three questions. I've got a big, big love for you. The Three Questions with Andy Richter is a Team Coco and Earwolf production. It is produced by Lane Gerbig, engineered by Marina Pice, and talent produced by Galitza Hayek. The associate producer is Jen Samples, supervising producer Aaron Blair, and executive producers Adam Sachs and Jeff Ross at Team Coco, and Colin Anderson and Cody Fisher at Earwolf. Make sure to rate and review The Three Questions with Andy Richter on Apple Podcasts. Can't you tell my loves are growing? Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com.